the vibes. We're back for another week of the Hoop Genius podcast presented by NBA 2K22. I'm joined, as always, by the three-time NBA champion, BJ Armstrong. I am Mo Mutsi, and I am a very happy man. Should I tell you why I'm a very happy man today? BJ, can you guess why I'm so happy today? Celtics won. Not only did they win, (laughs) the Boston Celtics, who were 11th in the Eastern Conference, just back in the end of January, this is two months ago, 11th place in the East, and now first place in the East. Meanwhile, across the, the country, Celtics are the Celtics. Yes, the Celtics are. Yep, yep. Check it out, wow. B. Check it out. Meanwhile, wow. across the country, the Los Angeles Lakers are in danger of falling not out of the playoff positions, but out of the play-in positions. The San Antonio Spurs are right on their tail. They're one game behind. The Lakers' schedule looks all types of tough. Now, BJ, I'm going to go straight in with this. Here is the remaining schedule for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to read you the teams, and then I want you to give me a number of how many games out of these remaining eight they're going to win. Here are the games. At Dallas. At Utah. At home versus New Orleans. At home versus Denver. At Phoenix. At Golden State, at home versus OKC, and the final game of the season will be on the road in the Mile High City of Denver. How many wins are they going to get out of those eight games? At Dallas, at Utah, New Orleans, Denver, Denver, Phoenix, at Phoenix, at Golden State, at home versus OKC, and on the road in Denver. I think OKC has to be. I mean, based on <laughs> based out how they're playing, you're going to say OKC, and that's it. And I wouldn't even say that's a shoe. In. I, I think the Warriors. I think they beat the Warriors because they've been horrible without Steph. They're one of five since Steph got injured. They're horrible right now. They might be the only team playing worse than the Lakers right now. I say two, no more than three wins this last, what, eight games? So no more than three wins this last eight games, okay? Now I'm going to read you another list of teams. At Houston, at home versus Memphis, at home versus Portland, and then at home versus Portland again, on the road in Denver, on the road in Minnesota, at home versus the Warriors, then on the road in Dallas. How many of those games do you think the San Antonio Spurs come away with? I think they beat Portland twice. Considering, look at the lineups Portland are playing. They're playing like no one, with all due respect to those guys. I think they can beat Houston. So if they win three, and I think they can even beat the Golden State Warriors if Steph's still not back. So what are you saying? They're going to jump the Lakers? They could. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying the Lakers are in grave danger right now of finishing 11th in the West. And this is beautiful. It gets even more beautiful. Do you know why? If they finish in the 11th, Laker fans might think silver lining, we're going to get a lottery pick. Guess what? Oh, that pick goes to somewhere. Not only does it go somewhere, that pick goes to one of two places. Either it goes to the New Orleans Pelicans, Right. Who just beat them to knock them down to 10th in the West. 
But if it's not in the top 10, it goes to the Memphis Grizzlies. It's currently second in the West and set up to take over the Western Conference for the foreseeable future. They'll be adding another lottery pick to their squad. So it's just great times to be a Boston fan, you know, B. So exciting. I nice can't believe you got, where did you guys jump from? What, like 11th or 6th? We were 11th. And now where we're were you first. yesterday? Where were you yesterday? Yesterday, we were half a game out of first. We were fourth. Remember, I said there's half a game separating yeah. the top four teams. But because Philly lost in Phoenix, which, by the way, shock, another big game. James Harden has not shown up. He finished with 14 points. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's what, that's what I'm saying about Philly. I, I was very high on them after the first few games, but now they got nothing yeah. from their bench. So you know what I'm not high on with Philly. You know what I'm not high on. With go ahead, go ahead. Is you know how you keep waiting. I'm waiting on James Harden. I'm mm-hmm. waiting on him. Like, I keep waiting. Okay. And, you know, I just finally have to come to the conclusion, maybe James can't play at this level. Because people are saying chemistry. People are saying he needs time to integrate. No, it's it's not. It's not. Because, you know, you, you just want, whatever you can do, you do. Like, okay. This guy's a score. He may have some habits or maybe he can do something. No one's perfect. Okay. When James was in Houston, you said he needed help. When James went to Brooklyn, Brooklyn, then he was averaging 20 and you kept saying, Maybe he could do more. It didn't look like a, you know, it's just something didn't look right. Now the ball's back in his hands and something doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying here? Like, and I don't know if it's like he's, I'm not saying he's psyching himself out, but something is not right here because here in Philly, he's basically the primary ball handler. They're they're allowing him to play isolation. They're running a ton of screen rolls. He initiates the offense. They've taken it not totally out of Maxie's hands, but, you know, he gets it and Maxie plays off of him. Something is not right. Now, I don't know what it is, but something's not right right now. And it's beginning to say, okay, you know, James, like, like, you know, I don't know what it is. I really don't because I keep waiting. Well, like, I, 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 I think it could be, it, it, it could be as simple as this because over the years we've seen James Harden play himself into shape every season almost. Right. Maybe he's just reached an age where it's not as easy as it once was. Like we've seen Luca play himself into shape this season, but maybe James Harden, now he's reached the age of, what is he now? 30, 32. Maybe he's just finding it tougher this year to get back to the level he was used to being at. You know, you know, I would say that, but you know, after about a couple of weeks, 
you're playing 35, 40 minutes a night, you, you're, you will get in shape. You know, even when you're older, you will get into shape. You know what it looks like to me mm-hmm. is that he's saving himself. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how you, you know how you, you're playing and you're like, I know if I give it all right now, I, I may not recover for tomorrow. Yeah. It's kind of like he's, it's kind of like he doesn't want to push beyond this limit. Like he plays, you know, like, you know, you know, like on your car, you can set the car, the car can't go past 70 yeah. miles an hour or, you know. Yeah. That's when the police are behind you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he won't go. He'll go yeah, to yeah, this yeah. level and it's then the limit. he won't go. It's yeah, no limit. matter how hard you put the accelerator, push it, you're not going fast. Not going over stuff. And that's what it looks like to me. Because and the reason I say that is because every now and then you'll see it, but he won't let it. You know, it's like he'll he'll go downhill for a few plays and you'll be like, oh, OK. But it's like he won't go past now 70 miles per hour. I feel you. And I don't know if it's a, I if hope it's he's a saving mental it. roadblock. You know, for his sake and for the Philly fans sake, I hope he's saving it for the playoffs and he takes well, that limit off and he can go all out and be the 30 points tonight, 35 points tonight, James well, Harden, well, Mo, that we're all accustomed a, to. But And that's, the, that's what bothers me is, Mo, you can't turn it on and turn it off. No one can turn it on and turn it off. That's what I was about but to say. For some reason, yeah, for some reason, it just something doesn't seem right with me. I don't know if he's hurt or he's just having like little nagging injuries we don't know about. <sighs> something seems off though. Okay, but speaking of things being off, BJ, you and I were both very off. You <laughs> and I were both devastatingly wrong. On okay. Friday's episode, when we talked about the Miami Heat and we said, yeah, this little argument is going to light the spark and they're going to be fine. Things don't look fine because since then they lost to the Knicks. Not only did they lose to the Knicks, they crumbled in the fourth quarter to the Knicks who were playing without Julius Randle. And then following that, the next day at home, they got destroyed. Oh, the Knicks beat them at home, but then also at home, the Nets came into their building and they destroyed. I know the the final score, 110 to 95, looks respectable, but that was a lot of garbage time scoring. It wasn't a respectable defeat. They got destroyed by the Brooklyn Nets. I think we were wrong about Miami. Is it time to be worried? Well, I can't be worried now. But I am very much concerned. <laughs> That's the same thing. <laughs> no, but no, you're worried. You know, you're like, well, I, I'm hoping that I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm really concerned. I'm really like, I'm concerned. Because... Again, Mo, you're seeing things, you know, Mo, so, you know, it's, it's been interesting to watch, you know, over the years. Cause you know, you, you know, with about 30 something years, you begin, you begin to see like a pattern, you know, normally at this time of the year, the better teams, they begin to tighten up a little bit. They mm-hmm. begin to play with attention to detail. They begin to like gear themselves ready saying, okay, we want to be the best version of ourselves as we head into the playoffs. You're seeing Brooklyn go the other way right now. <laughs> you're seeing mm, that was a bad loss to the Charlotte Hornets. It was a bad loss today. They okay? shouldn't have lost. You're that. seeing Miami going the other way right now. I love it. You, you know, you know the Lakers are trying to go in. I mean, they've been going the other way the whole season. You're just seeing things. You go, man, this is kind of odd. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, this this is not, you know, you, you like Philly, like you would think Philly, this was like a, a, 
like Philly played uh, Phoenix today, you would think that Philly had a sense of urgency where they're going to come out and win this game. You know, Phoenix is, you know, they already went in. They got 60 wins. You would think maybe this was a mental letdown game. But Phoenix played with the desperation, and Philly's just kind of coasting. We keep waiting, like James Harden, like, come on, man. Like, Joel had, what, 30-something? 37. 37. Am I mistaken? Joel Embiid finished the game with 37 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, then, three steals, two blocks. And then and then you're just waiting. Like, I keep waiting, like, okay, everybody else showed up. Max D showed up. Tobias Harris showed up. Tobias Harris had a great second quarter. I, I was just about to say at the very start when we first started talking about Philly is Tobias Harris is now, you know, it's been about 15 games. He settled into his role. What my problem with him, remember when the trade first happened is he was thinking too much when he got the ball, he was trying to do too much. Now mm-hmm. he's got that quick decision-making. He knows if he's right. going to shoot, if he's going to drive or if he's going to cut off the ball. That's one thing I have been impressed by from Tobias Harris. Um, but I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. Let me ask you this, B, because you've been on, you know, the best teams in the conference. You've been on some teams that weren't the best team in the conference. With, let's say, less than 10 games now remaining of the regular season, if you're a contender, how many of those games do you look at as games, okay, let's finish the season strong, but how many of those games do you look at with, uh, we're going to get some rest because we don't want to pick up a silly injury just before the first round? You know, Gimmo, I, I think I shared this with you a week or so back. Mo, I, I firmly believe, especially when you're heading to the playoffs, there's a difference between practice and game. You have to play. Mm, if I start not, taking games off now, even in the even now, you gotta play. But not every you team may, believes this. Now, I, Mo, there's no way around it. There's no so Mo. Here's the here's the deal. It's just kind of like preseason. No one wants to get hurt in preseason, but how are you going to get ready for the season if you don't play in preseason? I feel you. Regular so everybody wants to be for the playoffs. Yeah, everybody <laughs> wants to be at their best in the postseason, but you don't want to play in the regular season. Well, how are you going to be ready? Because practice it. is not going to get you ready for the postseason. You have to play and get game timing. That's just the, how it is. So, okay. So you normally have a 32 to 35 minute run as a, as a starter. Okay. You cut that to 24 minutes because you have to get a certain amount of conditioning to maintain your level because Mo, everybody knows this. The, the better teams, every team in the league knows this. The guys who don't play 20 or more minutes, you have to go get your conditioning in after the game. Mm -hmm. Because if you you don't play, you won't be able to play when you do get into the game. Yep. You got to get these guys at least 24 minutes of game action. You cut, you don't let them get to fatigue. Okay. Maybe instead of giving them eight minute runs, you give your starters five to seven minute runs, six minute runs. We say that's our number, no matter what. Yeah. And guys, if we're going to win the game down the stretch, we're going to close it out with our bench. Yeah. That's how you got to do it. These guys have to play. Guys who are telling me they're not going to play, you can't lose a condition. It's like working out, Mo. If you don't use it that day, yep. 
that is what I'm experiencing after taking seven years away from play. <laughs> I feel horrible. Why did you say seven years? Yeah. We didn't talk about taking one 24 minute game off. I'm talking about seven seasons deep. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that's, how, MO, that's how it is. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you got to do it. It is, it is tough, but I'm, I'm on, I need to address a couple of things that have been on my mind. First of all, Anthony Davis pulled up in possibly the worst outfit I've ever seen anyone on the world, not just any NBA player wearing, any human on earth wearing. If you want to see the picture, I'll tweet it out because I could not Please believe. It, I could not believe. Which, what, which one was it? Which one BG, was BG, it? I'm going to send it to you right now so the listeners can hear your live reaction. This guy just pulls up like this. I just, is the, the, the top half isn't even so bad, but it's just the shorts that is just spinning me. I don't understand it. <laughs> Hey man, you know what, bro? No comment, man. No comment. Listen, no, no comment. No, no. If you're gonna pull up like that, I'm so glad the Lakers threw away a 20 point lead against the Pelicans. You deserve to lose that game. I don't care if Anthony Davis ain't playing; he deserves to lose that. But second of all, I saw one of the most disrespectful things I've seen this weekend, BJ. And we, I had this debate with Ronnie Turiaf in, in the Sky <laughs> Studio earlier, right? You see the Nets versus Miami game. And you see Andre yes, Drummond running a fast break. That was great. Throwing up a deuce sign to the defense. That was, was that great or what? That I was said, great. Now, I, I said that was the most disrespectful play I've ever seen this season. And then the guys in the studio said to me, no, that's, that's not so bad. I was like, okay, what's plus that? And they go, like, John Morant's posterized so many people. That's so disrespectful. I said, listen, I would much rather get posterized by John Morant then have Andre Drummond throwing up a peace sign to me while he runs a fast break, and I'm getting beat down in my home arena against the that 18 in the East. That, uh, you know what? That's entertainment. <laughs> that, uh, that, that's pure entertainment. Man. That's pure, pure, pure. You know, the guy who originally did that, I don't want to say originally did, but the guy who I first saw, I think yeah, this was I wanted to ask you. wide receiver. He's a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, or someone. Like he plays in the... I think he was in the building. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's where that's. So he's the first one who I saw it. I, and he was in the building. So he, he had to pay homage. You got to pay respect. Man, and it, it, I love it. It wasn't even in his building, though. He was on the road. Like, oh, it was great. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Get, I'm all about that. I'm all about it. I'm Man, about that. I, I thought it'd be. I thought, I thought it's hilarious. Now, there's an epidemic sweeping sports media. That, that I want to talk about. It's called Ball Sack Sports. I don't know if you've ever come across this, BJ. I have not. So it's a page called Ball Sack Sports, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and they post tweets, but they use the same quote graphic as ESPN. But the quotes are fake, but everyone thinks they're real. Okay? To the point where our friend Kendrick Perkins was on national TV. <laughs> Referencing some of the rumors that this page put out, and then Andre, this, this what's is what it I called? Ball sacks. Ball sacks. I'll send you the page. Um, it, it, Andre Drummond. You know, someone tweeted out. Um, someone, so, someone tweeted out that Andre Drummond said he's not going to be here next year. Whatever, and, he, and he's complaining that oh, he's spreading fake rumors. Um, but yeah, so, so this page just tweets out fake quotes, right? And everyone falls for them. And I think it's absolutely hilarious. The amount of like real media outlets. We've seen Chris Broussard fall for one. We've seen Kendrick Perkins. 
man, if you ain't following it, and it's it's so hard now to distinguish what's real and what's not real anymore. But I don't know if you've seen it or not. But but I've just been laughing at it, man. I've I've just I, been. I have it. I I have it. I'm looking at it now. What what is this, man? Is it is it is the future of sports media? They got 150k followers, right? And they just let me let me try to find one of the quotes for you because it's been a, it's been a minute because now everyone knows about it. Everyone's got wires to it. But uh, let me let me find um, oh, let me find wow. some examples, man, because this is hilarious. But and that just made me laugh over the weekend. Do you know what I mean? Um, that that that's just really made me laugh. So like they put out a thing about Steph Curry being able to bench four oh five. I don't know how much that is a kg that we use over here, but um, you know they just they just put out these these funny like trade rumors and they put out these uh, quotes that people have said wh- whatever about whoever. What, what is this man? <laughs> it's like he put this one. He put he put out this one. He put out this one. He goes, LeBron James allegedly said there was talking about. Um, having more pressure on him than Michael Jordan, all this kind of stuff. And you just see the fans, the LeBron fans and the Michael Jordan fans going at each other in the comments. And I just thought it was hilarious, man. Um, but what's what's really crazy now is some of the stuff you see, you just don't know whether it's real or not. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, some of the exactly. fake stuff is so realistic and some of the realistic stuff is so fake. Because if someone had told me at the start of the year that... Brooklyn's going to be in the play-in. The Lakers might not make the play-in. The Celtics going to be first, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Man, this NBA season doesn't feel real. It's like so dramatic, it's almost scripted. Did you expect any of this aside from the Phoenix Suns, who have been a pillar of consistency? Did you anticipate any of this chaos? Like at the start of the year, someone said James Harden will leave Brooklyn after not even being there for a full year. I think this has been one of the most chaotic NBA seasons, and. We still got the whole playoffs to go. How does this stack up from every season that you've watched, BJ, in terms of unpredictability and chaos overall? Well, you know, every year, this this year reminds me of a coach who would always ask me before every practice, what's two plus two? And him and I always had this inside joke in one day I may say seven, the next day I may say 13, the next day I may say 71. And he always, he always told me it's time for you to retire. When you say two plus two equals four, mm-hmm. he said, you have in order to play in the NBA, you have to be able to function in the chaos. Mm-hmm. I like that. He, he, and it was just like, he would just randomly come by and go, kid, that's what he called me. Hey, kid, it's two plus two. <laughs> and, and I would just say eight. And, 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 and all the new guys who didn't know, they would be like, what are they talking about? And we would just kind of laugh. And it was always great because the rookies would be like, they would always ask us, why do you guys do that? Like, why do you, <laughs> why do you say that? And you just had to be around. You, he always encouraged me to be able to function in the chaos. Now, I began to appreciate that more and more as I got older and older because you, you see things and you've never seen before. 
now you're seeing how difficult it is, Mo, to build a team. Mm -hmm. Constructing a team today is really, really difficult because, you know, guys are leaving in free agency. It seemed like players well, know, no guys are now. getting their contracts and then demanding to be traded more, yeah, more to the are, point then that's worse trading. than free agency and you got guys want to build you know you guys call them super teams and you have all of these distractions that you just didn't have before and i'm always and when you ask that i was just reminded of that little inside joke you know like today you'd be like this is crazy like this is crazy like if you know i'm, I'm thinking of if you're the general manager right now of Brooklyn, you can't tell me this is the the way that you had in your mind how you're gonna build it, how you're gonna build a team, how you're gonna build a team. You know, you, if you're if you're Philadelphia, you can't say this is how you're gonna build a team. You know, it's just so unconventional uh, the way these teams are coming together. So, I just think now this is just part of it, Mo. I think you just have to be prepared when your moment comes. And I think with the success of the Toronto Raptors, I really think the Toronto Raptors, to me, have set the bar. Man. The whole Kawhi Leonard thing, to me, is one of the wildest things I've and, ever and seen. And not just, not just Kawhi Leonard. you got to think about they also traded two key pieces of their team that have been there for a while, especially Jonas Valanciunas, who's doing a great job at the Pelicans, for Marga Sol. In the middle of the season. Right. I mean, it's just the, the whole Kawhi Leonard thing is like, you know what? I'm just going for it. And I don't care how I go for it. And and now this is what you're seeing. So, I mean, this is kind of normal. I mean, think about it. Brooklyn, we're saying, could win it. The Lakers, how they came together. But this- I mean, Philadelphia. I mean, when you look at how these teams are being constructed, you go, what is this? So so what I'm saying is championship windows are now looking to be shorter than ever. Because let's say, for example, you're Memphis, all right? Cool. The future looks bright and you've got all these young stars, these young guys. But what if this year is actually your best year? What if you're going to end up like OKC in 2012, but you get to the finals, but then guys want to get paid and have to be moved, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And this is actually your best year because next year, the Denver Nuggets are going to all be healthy. The LA Clippers are all going to be healthy. Surely the Lakers won't get any worse than this. The Minnesota Timberwolves are going to be a year better. The Pelicans are going to have Zion back. Like, the West is just going to be better next year. Maybe this is the year that you go for it. But looking at all of these different teams, and I know we're expecting, you know, the Phoenix Suns to win it and all, but maybe someone like, someone crazy like Dallas is just looking at all this chaos, like Luka Doncic is just looking at all this chaos and saying, whatever. Let's just go and do what we do. Let's just play some defense. Give me the ball down the stretch. I'll convert very well. and I'll hit shots. You know, Mo, it, it could very well happen. And I'm going to say this. You have to be able to function in the chaos. You, that's just, and, 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 and being on both sides of the equation, you know, Mo, every team, I can say this, this is factual. Every team in the league has the same problems. It's just when you win, your problems go away. And the other team got the team that doesn't win. Now you got to answer those questions. That's facts. Every team in the league has the same problems. Now, who can function in this chaos, in this madness? And the team that can answer that question, that, what's two plus two, Mo? 700 the team that six. can function. It, 
the, hey, the team that can will answer that will win the championship this year because the bubble was something. Last year wasn't an 82-game schedule was something. Now you have an 82-game schedule. It's something. Mm-hmm. And Mo, and all, all of this looks different. Like the bubble championship was different than last year's championship. And some of the players who were very successful last year can't function this year. Mm-hmm. But name's mentioned. So, uh, Julius Randall. Yeah, yeah. It's <clears throat> Sorry. just I'm <clears throat> telling you, it's just all of this Man. is just happening now, and and now players got to adjust. I like that phrase though. Function in the chaos. And if you guys want to function amongst the chaos, make sure you subscribe to the Hoop Genius Podcast and get your day started the right way every day. Wake up and get your daily dose of basketball. If you enjoy the show, feel free to leave us a review and share it with your friends. We'd greatly appreciate it as it really helps us bring you this show. So make sure you're subscribed to Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, because we're going to be rocking with you every day, Monday to Friday, every day. Everything you need to know from the world of the NBA, myself, alongside the three-time NBA champion, BJ Armstrong. Do you ever get bored of that intro, BJ? Do you ever get bored of that three-time NBA champion? I just want you to add, yeah, I just want you to say. No gimmicks. BJ Armstrong, real name, no gimmicks. See, I, every time I say it, I'm like, (laughs) damn, I need a damn championship ring. So it just makes me want to go and win a championship even more. I don't know how I'm going to do that, whether it be the front office, whether it be whatever. I'm going to win a championship because every time I'm, I'm sick of me doing shows, oh, I'm joined by the 2012 NBA champion. I'm joined by the 1991 NBA champion. I need a damn championship. <laughs> it's that time. But anyway, my yeah. people, I hope you win individual Mo, championships. Mo, can I say something? Can I say something? This week. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're the people's champ. Hey, that's love. Yeah. And that's all I need. And yeah. that's all I need. My people, I hope you guys have a great week. Win championships in your individual lives. Keep watching the NBA because the end of the season is getting all types of crazy. We've got some fantastic basketball on the slate for this week. Man, I, we're not even going to get into the games we're looking forward to. We're going to have to break it down day by yeah. day. But until then, make sure you subscribe and most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>